We want to thank you again for listening in to our podcast here at uh, Refuge Church. My name is Pastor Dan Hertzler. I'm the lead pastor here. And um, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, you'll know that there's uh, two other guys that join me. Uh, first, we got... Uh, I'm Mike. There we go. And I'm Ryan. Uh, two guys that are pastoral residents uh, learning to kind of see what God has for their call. And so uh, we just get together, we sit and we talk uh, about some topics related around discipleship. If you've been with us, you know kind of the routine. Uh, we try to introduce an idea, uh, have a conversation a little bit about it, maybe bring up some questions, bring up some thoughts, give some practical ideas. And then uh, really uh, we just kind of leave it there because uh, it's only about 25 minute podcast. And in that 25 minutes, you can't solve a lot of these things, but we really hope that the, the conversation begins to start. Really, it's to move the idea of discipleship from just Sunday morning or a small group into a common area, common space. So you might be listening at work, you might be at home, you might be going for a jog, and we can start stirring up some ideas and some thoughts. Uh, we've been really looking around this idea that being with God is at the center of uh, discipleship. So, uh, you know, our relationship with him, not just what we do, but being with him. Uh, we are bound. We are uh, abiding. We are uh, connected to him. And then from that flows out something that becomes obvious to a world around us. So uh, it'll become obvious how we reflect him. It'll become obvious how we see others. It'll become obvious how we live our life on purpose. And now, uh, kind of this other category we're moving into is going to come obvious about how we view relationships in the idea specifically of coming alongside others. The idea that uh, discipleship is, uh, is is something that is a uh, not a lone sport. It's something you do in relationships with others. Uh, really, uh, if you think about it, a chain link fence. Uh, if you're familiar with the chain link fence, you got a, a link on one side, you got a link on the other. And so discipleship is saying, I'm going to link up, I'm going to go arm in arm with people, and uh, I'm going to give of myself, and I'm going to uh, sit uh, and be with others and learn from others. And so uh, this will have both of those aspects in this conversation, those that uh, you yourself should be mentoring, discipling, coming alongside others, and you should be seeking that out in other people as well, too, uh, so that they can then invest in you. And, and really, um, this is really, I think, part of the strength that a, a church has within our culture, within our culture that is uh, pushing so much more image and, uh, you know, profiles and snapshots, uh, quick looks at who we are through pictures and comments on social media. We really don't get to know somebody and we don't get to walk beside somebody. And really life change, I think, happens at that level. Uh, I don't know about you, but very rarely do I ever open up social media and say, oh, wow, my life has changed because someone posted something. Uh, now, there might be some great things that are good to, to help conversation or dialogue or catch up on people's lives. But really, where I uh, find the most change in my life is someone coming alongside me, speaking into my life or modeling something that uh, maybe I need to, to learn from and, and just seeing it in actual practice actually being played out. Uh, is what is huge. Or then me also giving myself to someone else. And then as I do that, seeing God use and work through me, man, it, it, it changes uh, my view, my perspective. Proverbs 1320 uh, says it this way. It says, walk with the wise and be wise. Associate with the fool and get into trouble. 
And uh, I think many of us can uh, attest to that. And so uh, we're going to talk about this. We're going to bring up this kind of discussion, hopefully get you thinking about modeling, coming alongside others. Um, just off the top of your head, Mike, uh, you know, as we talk about this idea, what, what's some things that come to your mind? Yeah, uh, good thoughts there. I, I really like the illustration of the, the chain link fence. Um, I think that you're, you're spot on that the church can really play um, a role in its best uh, view the way that it looks the best to, to kind of model that, um, that chain link fence. And, and that's because I've come to something, uh, in my own practice and, and how I am, am trying to live this out. And that is, um, I think there's a reality that isolation is death. Um, and, and I think that often, whether it is you are caught in some sort of sin web, or, um, even if it, it, you're, you're really seeking out the, the Lord and just like, it's different than going off on your own. That's not necessarily isolation, but, but that idea of when you are just by yourself and you're in your own echo chamber, honestly, I think that's really where Satan wants you and it's not where God wants you. I think that at its core, um, when we look at who God is, um, and, and reveals himself to be throughout scripture, not just in the old Testament, but in the new Testament, he is a God that is bringing, um, about bringing family together. He is a God that is about unity. He is a God that is about bringing community together. And that starts with these relationships where you're learning to, um, to, to just kind of really grow. Right. I think that, you know, we live in a, in a time where we have so many books and so many resources available to us. And so we hear it about that all the time. Like the day that you stop like reading or stop learning is the day that you're just, your growth is going to stop. Like you've kind of like reached your, your point, but there was a point where there were no books. And so how, how did that happen? Well, it happened in these relationships It happened by just like elders used to sit at the, the town gates and people would just come and listen to them and just sit and talk and, and gain a lot of wisdom, right? To the, the proverb that you were speaking to. Um, so no, I think that this is really important. I think it's at the crux of, of what it is that we claim to do. Um, I think when Jesus tells us to go and make disciples, he's telling us to go and to live this out relationally from mm -hmm. that standpoint. And so, um, yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, as, as you're talking about this, you know, we, we're coming here now in 2020, and uh, you know, we spent the last uh, few years, uh, COVID, and and some of the decisions were made, and and again, we we don't get into all those things, but I think what you can see is uh, that misnomer that we used about social distancing was a mm. really bad term. Yeah, um, maybe physical distancing was maybe a good term, or or something else. Just you know, stay six feet away uh, was was beneficial, but. Uh, the term social distancing then really uh, got into that thing you talked about isolation and you know so much uh, has been seen in the fact that uh, other things started to happen because of that isolation and the danger of that is of trying to live life uh, by yourself or live life without anyone in it uh, you know is so harmful I mean all of us I don't care who you are listening to this podcast. We're all at a stage of life where there's another stage coming. And there are people that have lived that stage ahead of you. So, um, you know, not to really real too much person, personal information, but Ryan just had a, a child uh, six months ago. Ooh. and uh, Mike's planning a wedding. And, you know, y y those two things right there are things that other people have done. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I uh, have four children. I got two in college and, uh, you know, one's about to graduate in next year of college. And there are people that have done that. So even if you think about the, uh, that concept, 
uh, I don't have to go into the next stage without any knowledge or without any wisdom or without any guidance. I can seek people out. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because there was something else you said that, that is kind of along those lines that triggered in your intro. And that is that whole idea of independence, particularly right now in 2020, there, there is this almost like miss, um, category. What year are we in? <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. I think the, I threw him back. The, a era, bit. the era of 2020. No, yeah. I get it. Um, the, but just this, this miscategorization of just like, you can truly be independent and thrive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's antithetical to scripture. Like I I actually Mm -hmm. think that you cannot do that and thrive. Mm -hmm. And I think that in our independence, one of the things that we're learning is it's really bad to have freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah. And, and instead of looking at freedom as being free from certain things, it's this freedom of running towards whatever. And it's running to with no end. And, and if I'm independent, then I'm the master of my own destiny and I can just go, 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 go. And, and to your point, like, I think we really saw that during the COVID season mm-hmm. where you, now we're stuck with our own independence. What do we do with it? And we see, at least in the church, I think we've seen some people really crave community and yeah. crave coming back together yeah. and away from that, that sense of independence. You can still have that to a certain degree. And I think some of that is good, but yeah. independence for the sake of independence is not because you can learn so much from the relationships and, and from the, the people around you that have gone through the different seasons of life first. Yeah. And I think too, at the core of it, when Jesus says, follow me to follow him, you have to admit that you don't know where to go. Yeah. yeah. You know, there is a form of dependency because if you're independent, well, then you don't need to follow him because yeah. you must know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think from that place of seeing, you know, Jesus truly is the ultimate model. Mm. If the model that we're looking to on earth is not following Christ, he's not a good model right. or she's not a good model, you know? And so I think it's even so fascinating when you think about Jesus did the things that he saw his father doing. Mm. And so the father was like the model, you mm-hmm. know, for Christ in his humanity mm-hmm, yeah. to, to do, you know, mm-hmm. and to, to see what he was doing and follow him, his will perfectly surrendered. Yeah. And then, you know, you see Paul saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, true coming alongside of someone yep. or you seeking someone out as, Hey, I want to follow Jesus. I don't maybe know what to do all the time, or I don't really understand this. Can you help me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a beautiful picture of what Christ commanded. Go make disciples, go help people to, to see me as their true model as the one that, that they need. Yeah. You bring up Paul. That's a great, great uh, thought because one in that Paul saying, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. He, he didn't shy away from yeah. that role that he had to be imitated. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, took that seriously mm-hmm. enough to say, okay, I'm inviting others to imitate me. I better get my act together. Yeah, yeah. I better be imitating the, you know, uh-huh. Christ because I've got other people responsible mm-hmm. for me. And, you know, that's a, a huge thought to think that, that people are watching you mm. and they might be imitating you. And are they imitating you because you are wonderful or because you got it all together or because you're, you're following Christ? Um, the other part, again, is that he wasn't, you know, pridefully saying I'm wonderful or I'm great. He is saying imitate me because I am imitating Christ. So Paul was able to uh, step into that and not be afraid of it 
but also not to, you know, and we sometimes get this, you know, in the business world or we get this even in the sports or any kind of industry type thing where, you know, it's like, follow me because look how great I am. Like right. it stops with us. It's, it, it's about us. And Paul was saying, no, follow me because I follow Christ. Right. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a really, uh, powerful challenge i think for us i think this is one that you know if we really let it marinate and sit with us um we can really realize how much of our life uh do we give towards something like this Mm -hmm. how much do we process this uh you know uh, as a parent this goes through your mind quite a bit but even beyond parenting you should think about your neighbors and church members or people at the gym or your coworkers, you know, even, you know, if, if, if they don't even know Christ, it's not about just, well, okay, you know, Christ, you should follow me. But even if they don't know Christ, there's this common grace, this goodness that God gives to all of us that we should say, Hey, you know what? Uh, it's, it's not good to gossip, not just Mm. because Jesus said it, but just it's not good. It yeah. doesn't, it's not healthy. And so, uh, Hey, let's, let's work on that. Let's come alongside each other. You know, um, I, I know those that have struggled with, uh, maybe some levels of addiction or struggled with, uh, habitual patterns that they can't break. Um, sometimes the fact that they can see someone else, uh, be successful in that area gives them the confidence where they can say, Hey, someone like me can do this. And so that, that just coming alongside and just saying, Hey, I, I believe you can do this and you can break free from this or whatever, because, uh, that's part of my story and I've broken free from it can really just almost sometimes it can be the difference between life and death, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. Uh, someone can really come to the point of why even bother? I'm ready to give up. Life doesn't matter. And, uh, this can really have a huge pack. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is a huge thing to be thinking about, to be pondering, uh, a huge thing to, uh, just work through within what does this, if I'm being with Christ, then one of the outshowings, one of the evidence of that is that I would come alongside others, uh, and others would come alongside me. So, uh, Mike, what are some things you read on this idea or, or some things that have struck you? So uh, I, I read this book called The Dark Night of the Soul. Um, it's by Gerald G. May. He's an MD. He practiced psychiatry for a number of years as well as some other medical things. And, and he, what he does in the book is he looks at the writings um, of specifically St. John of the Cross and, and Teresa of Avila. Is it Avila? Avila? I don't know. Something like that. Don't Something ask me. like that. Yeah. Um, and who were two um, Spanish, uh, you could just think of them as like monastic thinkers um, who uh, were pretty influential in terms of just really being with God and, and spending time and walking through what they called the dark night of the soul. Now that sounds super sinister. It's not, it takes a long time for me to kind of like go into, so I'm not going to do that, but like, don't be afraid of the title. Um but in the book, they address a, an aspect of spiritual companionship, and mm. it is one of the spots where he noted that in their writings, um, they were really harsh on some people on this front um, because they take it so seriously because um, as good as um, this mentorship and modeling and, and those relationships can be, they can also take somewhat of a dark turn. Sure. And sometimes um, we see stories where people have, um, listened to the wrong thing or um, gone down the wrong path because they've received the wrong kind of counsel from someone that they really respect. Actually, in Teresa's own story, 
um, there is some of that that goes on. And so it's really interesting to look at, but, um, I, I don't have a quote, but basically what he's talking about in that section is just how serious that is, especially mm. for people that are put in that position and just remembering that sometimes we think of it when we're pouring into somebody or, or we are, we have that posture. We're almost looking at it as look at the work that I'm doing, kind of what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, and it's really remembering that this is God's soul, mm. not your soul Yeah. That, that, that is for you to save and for you to work on. And even moments where they feel like they need to, um, separate even for good reasons and just move to wherever God is calling them that we need to bless them and we need to encourage them with that and freely let them go. It was really eye opening. Hmm. It was just something that, um, I have, I've never heard anybody say. Hmm. And so it really made me sit there and ponder and go, okay, so the people that I do pour into and I do mentor, I think I have been able to let some people go pretty well, but it hasn't always been that like, Oh, I feel like God's calling. It's just been a a reality of circumstance. And so would I be able to do that? It just made me think. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, you know, uh, this topic, the more that, uh, you do take the time and, you know, just don't let it be, uh, okay. You know, that's the, the right thing I should do. You know, we joked earlier about devotions and like, oh yeah, I checked it off my list, mm-hmm. but really the difference between just checking something off the list and being with God. Well, the same thing comes here now and well, I, I should, you know, be kind to people. I should be nice to people. Yeah. Yeah. You should be kind and nice to people, but we should also give of ourselves. Like, you know, um, you know, as part of the common theme that we've seen throughout the old and new Testament, you know, even the, the think about, you know, we're 2000 plus years, uh, from the church being uh, established and, and founded and built. And it's been built because God has partnered with us as we are ambassadors of him making disciples. And so this model <laughs> has been around for 2000 years yeah. and has gotten us three to where we are here. Obviously the Holy spirit and, and God's word has, has driven that and made that happen, but he's partnered with people and um, you know, whether it's our family or friends or just a, a spiritual mentor, people come into our lives and they invest in us. And then we are to invest in others. And, and in that um, you know, we see some of the, the beauty of uh, what the church can be. So mm-hmm. uh, Ryan, what's some things you read on this topic? My mind was just going to, whenever I was thinking about this topic, just, really stuck on, um, finding a model, you know, or having someone to look up to just to walk this Christian life out. And my mind went to the passage where Jesus is, is saying, um, whoever believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also in greater works than these he will do because I go to my father, yeah. you know, and I will send the Holy spirit. But it's just crazy to think about that because, not only is Jesus the model, but we should be seeing people who are living out, right, this Christian life. And the crazy thing is Jesus says doing greater things than even yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah, You know, and I just read, you know, I love Charles Spurgeon, but, you know, he, he said, and I love this. He said, while the master was here in his humiliation, he healed a few poor Jews raised here and there a dead one, but he purposely veiled the splendor of his Godhead. Now that he has gone up on high, he does greater wonders by his servants than he himself personally did. For he said to a few poor fishermen, go and break up the Roman empire. And they did it. They preached the gospel and the gods of the heathen that sat on their thrones for ages were cast to the moles and the bats. And there are greater victories yet before the church of God. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it's like, 
while yes, the work is finished, Christ has won the war. He has still given us walk this out. And, you know, the command and the call to us is, you know, you will do greater things than even Jesus did. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So finding someone maybe (laughs) who's doing that, you know, or learning from them or just aspiring to that and believing that is, you know, pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, kind of comical when you think about sometimes, you know, you get older generations that'll look at younger generations and they'll, they'll mock them, you know, the Mm -hmm. millennial generation gets mocked or, you know, then the millennials look at the boomers and make fun of the boomers and, (laughs) okay, boomer. yeah, we get all that stuff going back and forth. But it's funny, you know, if you are sitting there mocking the younger generation, you have to ask the question, well, who, who raised the younger generation? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who who are the ones that, you know, invested in the younger generations? Um, you know, I I still remember, uh, this was, you know, long time ago now, maybe, maybe 15 years ago, having a conversation with somebody and they were a single mom that had a teenage son. And, uh, her comment was, uh, my son was getting ready to go to a dance and he didn't know how to tie a tie. Mm. And I didn't know how to tie a tie. He's, she's never worn a tie. And at that comment, you know, a little bit about what you said earlier, Mike, uh, his, his reaction was, well, I'll go to YouTube and, and learn. Nowadays, that seems pretty common. 15 yeah. years ago, that was like, oh, wow. Like, where are you going to turn if you don't know how to do something? Well, yeah. I'm going to learn it. And so, you know, what you were saying earlier, like there's some danger, obviously, like, you know, there's all sorts of different ideas and opinions and different mentors out there. Um, but to be able to, to have somebody in your life that cares enough for you and on top of that is is modeling Christ to you. What, what a what a gift that mm-hmm. is. Uh, and and it should be treasured as a gift. And I know there's people that are listening that are probably saying, I, I don't have anyone or, um, you know, I, I've never had that. And, and, and I, I, I feel sorry that that's true, uh, but it doesn't have to be forever. Um, there are many good churches. There are many good people out there. Uh, something you can even be, I think, specifically be praying for. Um, uh, because I, I think this is something that we should not just brush off as something, oh, we should do, but but it's something that we are commanded, I think, to do. It's something that we should step into because there's joy. We should step in because we can be like Jesus, and that's yeah. what our goal is, to be like yeah. Jesus. Uh, Mike, I know there's some practical ideas that you even have thoughts yeah. when it comes to this. So really even just along those lines, um, and, and this is this might sound like um, a little bit of work because it is, and, and I might step on some toes here, but just bear with me and just, just hear us out for just a moment. And again, we by no means have this figured out, but some things that I think we've seen work for us. Um, so like, uh, pastor Dan was saying, you know, if you don't have someone in your life, um, that you feel like you are modeling after, you know, that's a great prayer point. Um, and it doesn't have to be a super long drawn out thing. Um, but just like, Hey God, like, you know, open up my eyes to who maybe I, I I can be, um, looking at modeling things after, but like when that person becomes a parent to you, um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and, and Mm. I mean, don't ask super personal questions, but like find out what their rhythms are in their day and in their week, Mm. you know, and, and just try, try those things. Um, honestly, as dumb as it might sound, read the Bible. Mm. And, And because I think that there are things, if you think about it, you know, if you think about school and how, um, you know, you would like take a subject and you were a lot more effective in that. If you read the text, Yeah. don't just assume that what the person is telling you is true, but read, you know, yeah. like Ryan was saying, Jesus is ultimately the model. Yeah. See what Jesus did. And you know, you don't have to go super deep with that, but like, 
did he actually say the thing? Did he not read Mm. your Bible? But I think that one of the most important things, um, even beyond identifying who were you modeling your life after because you were in the way that you live because you probably are, right? So ask that question is, how are you modeling your life to the people around you? Um, because friends were all doing that. And I think that's something that the three of us are more hyper aware of because we are on a platform often. So we know what it's like to have every single eye in the room looking at us in any room that we go into. Sometimes we're a little bit more charismatic and we like to be socially engaged with people. Um, but friends, like it, it might be the, you know, your child that's in the car right now, like watching you and how you're interacting after the unpleasant experience in the drive through. <laughs> um, and we all have our days, right? <laughs> we all have, I have my days, but when people are watching you, like they're taking an inventory and when you are their hero, whether you think that you're their hero or not, mm-hmm. um, and they look up to you like they're going to model after that. And it's not just our kids. It's our coworkers. It's our friends. It's, it's our neighbors. We are built to be in community. And so we latch onto things that we see that are sometimes different. We think about it and if we like it, we will start to do it. And so, you know, just really look at how is it that I'm modeling my life? Um, and if there's some changes you need to make, right, I have changes that I need to make, find someone to model after see what they do see what works for them and it's it's a cyclical thing we're all growing we're all still figuring this out have a lot of grace for yourself but but be growing yeah Hmm. i think um you know the the thing i would love for us to take away from this is just a a heightened awareness that we are modeling and a um a heightened awareness of the joy it is to to model for somebody yeah um and, and, you know, how integral this is into the overall discussion about your own discipleship. So mm-hmm. if this is an area that, that is not something you think often or you don't be intentional of or, or isn't something you, you, uh, you think often about, it's probably a blind spot. Uh, and blind spots are difficult to see because we're blind. <laughs> That's why they're called blind spots. So this can be an opportunity for you to say, yeah, I, I need, I want to step into this. Or if this is something where you say, you know what, I've struggled with finding someone, um, We'd just love to be able to pray with you, maybe even connect you with a church or, uh, you know, try to find the right person or the right people. Uh, it's not easy, um, but it's something that is is, is very important. And so, uh, again, you can always reach us at uh, our website at churchrefuge.com or email us at info at churchrefuge. Uh, we'd love to be able to pray with you or uh, just even uh, help you out in any way. I uh, hope you have a great day. God bless.